hello and welcome to everybody who's tuning into this podcast. Um, I want to thank you so much. My name is Helen and I want to thank you for joining us, particularly in this podcast, because all this week, Wellspring Church, we have been looking at our local partnerships that we have. And I am so personally thrilled that today the conversation is with a team member of Caris which is a ministry and a charity that I um, have held in my heart for a long time and feel personally um, super excited that I get to have this conversation. Now, um, just for the sake of disclosure, we're not um, naming who I'm speaking to. There's no mystery. She's lovely. Um, She's a real person. But we're just not um, over-disclosing information because as you will lean into this podcast, you will hear the sensitive nature of the work that Karis is involved in and we want to protect all the team members, but also the women that they work to serve and support. And so to protect everybody, we're keeping marvellously anonymous. Um, But trust me when I say you want to lean into this message. Um, So without further ado, let me introduce my friend from Paris. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I wonder if you could start by just telling us what is Paris and what do you do? Well, thank you for inviting us. We're just really grateful um, that you asked us to be involved this week. So thank you. Um, So Karis um, really started in 2008 with um, a team from a local church um, that God just really placed on their heart, praying for um, women involved in the sex industry or affected by the sex industry in Hertfordshire. so they used they would start they started by prayer walking just simple prayer walking um and then it sort of carried on and they and they um they felt called to knock on some of the um venues in the area some of the brothels um and god just really started moving in those places and working in those places um and fast forward a few years and that that just carried on with a, a team of faithful women and occasionally some men as well um praying and knocking on doors and speaking to women and getting to know women um and in 2014 um Karis Tuala officially became a charity um when we now have a, a small team that work and we still are continuing to be very much based in prayer um and we still prayer walk and we still go out every week um but yeah we do some additional things as well now Brilliant. And tell us about some of those additional things that you're able to do, because obviously God is showing you stuff in the place of prayer that you can then um, act out. So tell us some of the additional stuff you do. Okay, well, um, some of that is still generated by the outreach that we do. So we do still continue to go out, um, meet women on the street um, and also um, visit some venues, go and meet women in the venues where they work. Um, But now that we... um, that we have the luxury that actually we can then follow those women up that we might meet on outreach. So a woman that we might meet on the street, we can then, um, because we have the, um, we have a team that works during the week as well. We can then meet that woman for, uh, for a coffee during the week or arrange to call her or support her in additional ways rather than just meeting her on outreach. So the women that we're meeting, we're then able to um, follow up on and, and build a relationship with and, and support um, support further, which is, yeah, which is what we do and what we, yeah, what we're there for. So, so becoming a charity has meant that we, we don't just stop at outreach um, that we're able to go that little bit further and support people further. We've got a Bible study. That was one of the first things that I started with. So we've got um, a small group of women that join us for Bible study um, 
since since the beginning and that group is just honestly it's it's just a gift I don't I think as we started in team in Caris we always um we think bible study you know we're I I know I personally worried like what am I going to bring to this bible study but quite honestly the women bring what's important they they are God just speaks through it almost I'd say almost every week um I've learned so much about the bible by studying the bible with the women that we do um they bring a different perspective and so much more than we could that we could ever bring by ourselves so it's very much peer led so we might you know bring the ideas possibly um but we always ask their opinion what they want to study what they want to look into um and you know their 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 opinion their thoughts their ideas is what we is is the route that we tend to go down with it um but yeah it's it brilliant it's a, a highlight of my week it's a couple of hours every week and it's it's brilliant we all get loads from it and the women just they keep coming back so they i think they enjoy it too they say they get a lot from it um on the whole, the rest of the week is is a lot. It's a lot of phone calls. I think sometimes from the outside it might not look like much. It's a lot of phone calls, ringing up women, seeing how their week's going. Um, just some of the women we support live in situations where even their own family members might not know um, what they're doing to earn money. Um, so they don't have anyone to talk to about the situation that they're in. You know, if they've got, if they've had a difficult day or a difficult situation that's happened to them during that day, or something's upset them, or, or even just another simple worry like finance connected to what they're doing, they've got, they don't always have someone to talk to. So, being that person that they can just talk about their worries connected to what they do to earn money is is helpful, and and they say that they find it helpful. So. It, it's a privilege for us to be able to have those conversations where they wouldn't be able to have them in other places. Um, and quite often, obviously COVID has occasionally made it difficult, but um, the last few months, thankfully, we've been back meeting people face to face. So um, we will visit them in their places of work if they ask us to. Obviously we do that in team and in very safe ways, as safe as possible. Um but we'll all will meet them um, sort of in public places. So we'll meet them for a coffee. But yeah, it's regular meetings with people. Um, when we've got a slightly larger team, our team's been a bit small for the last year, but as we expand again, we do run other courses as well. So we've run baking courses in the past. Um, a previous team member who we really sadly lost, um, she set up something called Forte Bakery, which is where women would do a course and learn to bake and all the technology you know the technical bits around that as well so they come away with a certificate and and you know a small qualification um and that was in that was in baking that's something we're really hoping to restart soon and we're actually in the process of setting that up again um and we'll go to an appointment with people so if they've got a difficult appointment um sometimes we just stand outside the building and wait till they've had that appointment so they've got someone to come out to and speak to after they've had it um so yeah it looks very different every day I'd guess it's amazing. I mean, it it sounds to me like you are incredible friends to women in really difficult circumstances. So to be there to talk, to be there to listen, to be there to just do life with them and be available for them. Um, love that you're picking up the bacon again. I'm I'm thrilled to hear that um, because that that was always such a, a phenomenal thing. But the the thing that amazes me is. You, you are gathering women around the word of God 
and able to, you know, dive into the word of God and help them. And these are people, am I right in saying these are people who have not yet given their life to Jesus, but who are investigating him and considering him because of how they see him in you. Would that be fair to say? Um, I think our, the women that attend our Bible study, um, probably, I think they have very much have their own relationship with God. So they, um, they listen to God, I would say sometimes just much better than I do on a day-to-day basis. Their relationship with God really over the last few years has grown and matured. And, you know, they, when they talk about what they've heard in the week or worship songs like worship songs that I then go on to use and it or I listen to myself is often because the women have found them and suggested that that's a good song to listen to or um I was reading that part of the Bible and it really spoke to me um God uh, God really speaks to them in ways that sometimes quite frankly I'm a little bit jealous of God <laughs> just um yeah just I I would I think I would be arrogant to say that that their relationship with God is is because of anything that I've brought. I think we're just very much the organisers that bring the, bring the bag full of Bibles and arrange the room every week. Other than that, I think they, you know, God just, I could get out of the way to be, to be honest. Um, and thankfully I've learned that that's the best thing to do and just let God yeah. come in and speak to them. Um, and, and he really does that. Yeah. That it's, it's, it definitely is good. There were new women that are coming in that we support and other women. I think we, in the way that we support them, yeah, they, they haven't always necessarily given their lives to God. We we don't tend to, we tend to say that we're praying for them. Um, and if they want to talk about it, we will talk, we can, we'll happily talk about Jesus all day. Um, but I think in how we support them, we we tend to just go on the values of what Jesus set rather than, always pushing faith and always pushing um Christian talk yeah. um if they want to go down that route then great but sometimes they just don't want to talk about it or it's hurtful or harmful or triggering so we're just careful and mindful and try and model our you know I think Jesus would always try and get to know someone and understand them first before he jumped into what he should share or put on their heart and I guess trying to model that as much as possible as much as it is easy to model Jesus um that's the goal we don't always manage it but that's that's the goal I guess yeah and and definitely as someone who um has observed the work of Karis for a number of years now the humility in your team at every level and the beautiful gentle way of you know, turning up and loving people just as they are with no expectations for change, but just to to serve them where they're at and to go on the journey at their pace. Honestly, it I think is just such a beautiful quality of Karis. I think it's I think it's embedded within you and it's it's really, really beautiful how you love people like Jesus does. Um, and with such a grace and a humility. I wonder um if you could expand what happens um if if a woman that you're serving and supporting and loving just as she is you know at the pace that she goes if she wants to get out of the work that she's in there aren't always easy options 
how can how do you help people how can you position yourselves in such a way to help people is there a trajectory out of sex work um that is available for some or any of the women who want that um it's just really based on what the women's situation is so we would never claim to be experts on the best way out for any woman um and obviously it's always got to be her choice it's never something that we push um but if it's a decision that they want to make and they want support to do that then we'll talk to them work with them in the best possible way obviously if a woman's in serious danger so if there's been a situation where trafficking has occurred or or serious coercion um you know the the you know the reality of sex work is it often is involved in fairly serious crime so if there is a situation where a woman is in danger and she allows us to then we will ask for police involvement we've got good relationships with police and that's something that we work on um on helping her with um there's the national referral mechanism run by the salvation army and they that is something that we've also utilized with the women you know, we don't have the capacity to remove someone from the situation that they're in and place them in a place of safety in a really quick way. But we do work on building up connections with other organisations that can work to make that happen, whether that be police or the National Referral Mechanism, other charities that we have good connections with that we can try and arrange someone to be moved to. So, um, you know, but other women's situations is that if they're not in a in a place of immediate danger, then it might just be working on how else to help her into a different type of work where she is able to be financially stable in a different way. So sometimes it's just really something as simple as helping someone rewrite their CV or talking them to them before they go to their job centre appointment so that they feel confident as they step in and sometimes praying with them before they go to that appointment or, you know, just kind of encouraging them to keep turning up for things I'll keep carrying on with the course that they've started so that they can finish that course and and get a different job. So it just looks so different for every woman if they come to make that decision. The support will look different dependent on the women's situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, complete sense. And again, I love how you bespoke your response, if that's um, the right way of using that word in English. But, you know, everything is tailored because that's just so much the heart of God you know, as our loving father, knowing everyone individually and just wanting to have that individual journey. It's beautiful. What are the greatest challenges you're facing at the moment? I'm thinking of that um, in our capacity as Wellspring Church as a partner. You know, we're always looking to to make sure that we support in a way that um, is tangibly helpful. Um, you know, it's all very well saying we want to help in this way, but if it, that's not helpful, then, you know, that's that's not help. Um, so what are the greatest challenges that you are facing at the moment? And for how can people who are listening, who um, are likely to be part of Wellspring Church as a result of that, um, how can we be praying effectively or what ways could we be tangibly helping you help others? I think possibly one of our biggest challenges is that women, the women that we want to support are not, um, are we, it's, it's not always, um, to, to be able to support people well, but also keep them safe, we have to find them first and they have to know about us. Um, and I think probably our challenge, especially over COVID, where it hasn't been as easy to be face-to-face, out and about, um, 
you know, finding women who we could offer support to um, hasn't always been easy, but we are working on that. So in terms of prayer, it would be really helpful if you could just um, to have people praying that we would, that we would re- really be able to, um, yeah, make those connections. There's so many charities or organisations in Hertfordshire that are doing really brilliant things and we just really want to build good connections with them so that or people who are accessing those organizations that we can come alongside them and and meet women in those places where they already are so we're not trying to repeat something that somebody else is doing but we might be able to come alongside them safely and well and and get to um get to find the women to support I guess so that they can know our name but but you know it's I think what I'm trying to say is it's we can't just turn up somewhere and say, we're here to support you. This is what we do. Because even by a woman approaching us and a charity and what we do can put her at risk because she's naming herself and what, she, what she's doing and how she's earning money, which can put her at risk. So I guess it's just how to access, how, how to find people to support um, post-COVID um, where they have been a little bit more hidden, even more so than they were before. So much has moved online which is a massive challenge. So yeah, getting our name out there safely and and supporting people, well, that's what we could do with prayer for. And obviously, you know, that that takes manpower and that takes um, to do things like that and take the time and the team and the resources to do things like that takes takes people, takes um and takes, you know, financial support. So I guess that yeah. that's our prayer for now to to be stepping forward and finding more women to support now that we're getting a bit more movement um from you know following the the pandemic well the continuing pandemic yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that I mean that's that's really helpful because you know we can actively pray that you find the women that you see the women that you'd make connections with these women um because the Lord clearly knows where they are um so there are ways of words of knowledge, of course, but there are also ways of alignment and partnerships and um, access that we we can pray. And it would be great if we could pray, um, pray now. Before I pray, is there anything else you'd like to say um, that I haven't asked the right question for yet so that you haven't been able to give the answer yet? Um, I guess the only thing is like, well, firstly, just thank you to Wellspring. You guys have been just so supportive of us right from the start and we're so grateful it makes a massive massive difference um I know know some of you in the church won't have heard our name before but you know we see your name appear in in supporting us and that means so much we're really grateful um you know if anyone's listening to this and they just really feel placed on their heart what we're talking about and that they'd like to be involved then um we have got a website and a volunteer section of that website um where it talks about various opportunities to how to volunteer with us. You know, that can look like prayer, that can look like a weekly commitment. Obviously, you know, we the process is quite long. We are really careful with who we um, ask to volunteer with us. Um, and it does feel probably like quite a process to volunteer with us. But um, but yeah, if, if it's, you know, if God's called you to that, then we'd love to hear from you. Um, and, you know, and... Um, there are other ways as well. Obviously, prayer is always number one. Um, but yeah, kind of if anyone's got specific skills. So, you know, the women that we support are always really up for learning new things. So are we, so if you've got a skill that you'd really like to share, like one one woman recently said she really liked to learn some first aid. 
um, that's just an example. So some, you know, if you've got a special skill that you feel would be helpful to share, then, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, the, the pages on our website are there. So if you, if you are, if you're interested, then please have a look and contact us. The contact information is on there as well. Brilliant. And your website address is? It's www.karistawala.com. Fantastic. And um, if you didn't get that, obviously we can put you in touch anyway. Um, and people who are listening should be able to get in touch with Wellspring without any problem. Listen, before we finish this podcast, I think it'd be great if we just prayed all together, um, you and I here in this chat, but people who are listening just where you are, I just want to encourage you to pause momentarily and let's pray for the work of Karis. So Father, I want to thank you. I thank you for this precious team that are serving these precious women. I thank you that they do so humbly and graciously and lovingly, aware of their own need, not making assumptions. And I thank you for that. And I do pray right now for all the women that they've already connected with, Lord, that you would bless them immeasurably, reveal your love and your grace to them, keep them safe, bring dignity, bring courage, bring your loving heart into theirs. I pray for the team that you would protect them. They're exposed to tough conversations and tricky situations and I pray that you would give them all the wisdom and grace that they need, all the energy they need, protect their families and their mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. And Lord, you've heard what we've talked about and so we just simply ask, Lord, would you connect Karis with the women who they've not yet connected with but who are waiting to be friended by them. Show them where they are. Show them how to connect. But Holy Spirit, these women would have new friends in the team at Karis and that they would be able to receive what you have for them through this team. Holy Spirit, let your will be known and let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Thank you um, to the Caris team for all you are doing. And for everyone who tuned in and listened, thank you. We are going to continue supporting Caris. So um, stick with us and let's see how we can grow in that together. Bye for now.